Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the No More Wasted Days podcast. Today is International Men's Day, and I'm doing two episodes, so this is part one, and I am joined by my good friend Deontay. Hey, yo, I I just want to know, first off, who be doing that piano in the intro? Because that was good. That was Ilya. Ilya. Nice. (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) Yeah, he's, um, he's, uh... He's a very talented musician, I will say. Um, I used to, when my parents were renting a house and I was still living with my parents, the house we were renting, the owners left their piano there and we'd sit down, he'd sit down and I just like shoot stuff to him, like play a song that's like the soundtrack for someone getting eaten by piranhas or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> and, uh, hey, Ilya, play this song. Yeah. But just like, just come up with something. So yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh. Pretty interesting guy. So you can like, kind of like freestyle with the piano. Oh yeah, with like, a lot of he's got a didgeridoo. Um, <laughs> we didgeridoo. Sorry, that the name gets me every time. We'd uh, we'd sit. He used to live on the thirty eighth floor of, uh, of a high rise in mm-hmm. Coquitlam Center, and we'd sit up there. And I remember on four twenty, we were up there and we were pretty stoned. Um, and uh, he had he had the didgeridoo up on the. <laughs> The 38th floor off his balcony, and he was just like, <laughs> just projecting it over the entire city center. Yeah, that was so good. Sounds sounds chaotic. Lock him up. <laughs> yeah, he, he got a he has like a like a little uh, native flute that he paid some guy to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, some guy, God, what was his name? It was something like Big Bill from Texas or something. <laughs> like, <just> like, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really, really cool flute that we take like, we take like camping and backpacking with us and he just, and it like sounds like a, a, a loon and shit like that. I would love to learn an instrument. The only, my only musical talent is one single song I can play on my recorder. <laughs> and I, I have an okay singing voice depending on the range of the, the vocals. Um, but I would love to learn excuse me uh in time how to play the piano because the piano is my favorite instrument and i'd also love to learn to play the guitar because that's like just campfires and you know hanging out around uh you should get yourself a harmonica because those are i don't plan on going to jail (laughs) (laughs) play them sad tunes but nobody knows (laughs) if the world comes to an end being able to play music there's value to that Trouble I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, what, what would you play at the end of an apocalypse? Like during an apocalypse? Well, would harmonica. it be the harmonica? Oh, you already got one. I have one. You already said. My grandparents gave it to me like 20 years yeah. ago. <laughs> got my harmonica. I got my gun. Ready to go. Yeah, the, this, um, these floods have got me like thinking more about like the the apocalypse. Or at the very least, the, the big earthquake. Or just more flooding. Yeah. You know, we just... Well, so the thing about yeah. the thing about Abbotsford is that it used to be a lake. Yeah, we're we're fighting nature. Like, like the whole thing used to be a lake, yeah. and then in like the 1920s, the government of Canada was like, "Nah, drain it." It was a lake that would flood to like eight times its size. The entire Sumas Prairie area, where yep. like the majority from of- Sumas to the bend towards Chilliwack, I think, yeah. kind of that area. Yeah, yeah. Would, every year it would flood. Yeah. Um, 
and the Sumas First Nation would live off of uh, live off of that lake. And they for thousands of years they lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, then we done come in. Yeah, they're like, nah, we want fertile farmland and a highway that goes straight to Vancouver. Um, so it's like you know, it was kind of bound to happen yeah. at some point. You know, I heard this. Uh, I heard this quote talking about. It was like, "What's the best advice for new homeowners?" And I was like, "Your home, your house isn't supposed to be there." Yeah. Like, yeah, know that. Yeah, that's an important one. Like, um, I was driving through the the Kensington. I was coming off the Kensington S, uh, exit, um, through Burnaby, um, going uh, westbound, and the entire exit, it's like it's just like a wave. It's just like a wave along the road. Like it's bump, 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 up and down, up and down, up and down. And I was my boss was saying, um, uh, the reason that it's just like an it's like a big long speed bump. It's because it was built on a marsh, and every single freaking year they have to go to this like the, one of the busiest exits in Burnaby and repave the whole thing because it just starts to sink. Yeah, and it becomes just a ripple. And I'm like, well, who decided to, to build a highway on a freaking marsh? Like, fight nature. We're not gonna win. Yeah, it's a it's an uphill nature. battle, and there there's there's no top to this mountain. You know, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, you got to work with nature, not against it. And the way our modern, at least Western society, is built is work against nature. Yeah, I th- I think about that a lot about the like, um, Western, um, and I guess you could say quote unquote white society and culture mm-hmm. is very much like forward thinking, focused. Um, and whereas like indigenous people they're very much like look like historically focused right yeah well there's Um, a nature to things there's a balance like and and before europeans came and screwed it up like the native people understood the balance They, they know where they fit in to the nature of things you know we are not a society on a planet we are a a a race amongst other races amongst other species on this beautiful living revolving you know earth and there's a balance, like in every ecosystem. You just take out the deer, it's going to screw everything up. Well, if the humans start getting all greedy, it's just like... You drain an entire fucking lake. Yeah, like... One day it's going to rain like 250 millimeters, and what are you going to do with all that? Like, that's that's where the water goes. Yeah, just society is just disconnected from the, the true nature of things, and that conflict, and until that gets solved, you know, we're going to be putting ourselves in a deeper and deeper hole until we hit a breaking point, or, you know, finally come through and realize what we're doing and that we need to change it. But I, I don't think the latter is going to happen. It's going to be the former and it's going to go bad. Yeah. That's my prediction. So just, it does just be it ready. Does, it does every day kind of feel like more bad shit is happening. Yeah. It, it's just, it's just it, we're, we're conditioned. You know, we've, we've conditioned ourselves to the, uh, ourselves as a society to this way of life and to just undo it is, is, you know, you can't just undo a, a way like that. You know, it takes a lot of time, but we're yeah already yeah, past got, the point. You, you, you gotta shift a little bit. Yeah, this has got to be done little by little. But I mean, sooner rather than later, please. Apologies for that, folks. I just realized that I was coming through twice on the audio. Um, I'm in a new space now, so uh, hopefully this is fixed. So yeah, as I was saying, I've been thinking lately about like kind of this uh, really social justice push towards, um, I guess the word that people use is reconciliation, mm-hmm. um, and 
you know, I, I think there's an importance in in doing that and I guess making amends. And I've got my own issues with using the term reconciliation and what, what the overarching, the, the way the general public uses it. Mm-hmm. I've got my own issues with that because um, I do personally work quite closely with um, First Nations or at least uh, First Nation issues, mm-hmm. the issues that they have. Um, it's, if you say the first nation issue, then it's bad. If you make it plural, then it's okay, which like I agree with. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So first nation issues, um, is a big, big part of my job and like, um, yeah, just largely, you know, fisheries, stuff like that. Um, but this kind of, I was thinking about how similar Canadian society is becoming to American society. Yep. And how there's still differences, obviously, but over by and large, we're basically just like a little bit more of America. Yeah, when you're this close to an entity like that, like it, you're just going to absorb a lot of that culture. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty overpowering. And I was thinking about how the sh- the shift in Canada to f- towards reconciliation, if you want to use that word, is much stronger than the like America seemingly isn't doing anything. From what I know, it's not um, it's not very obvious. And the the reconciliation that Canada is doing is, from what I understand, largely becoming recognized across the world. Yeah, it um, seems to be. And you know, there there's some conversations I've had that are like not necessarily at work, but with people that are like, you know, it's like, well, you know, how much of our history do we want to wipe out? Like, how many like statues do we want to tear down? How many paintings and murals do we want to remove Mm -hmm. because this was done by a white guy yeah or whatever um and you know in in a way like that kind of stuff i'm like okay well you know usually there's a a bigger reason why these statues are put up yes you know john a mcdonald had a hand in the development of residential schools but he was also like in the 1800s like you know that's you know he was a product of his time but he was also the first prime minister of canada and had a lot of other things going for him. There's a reason why he was the first prime minister of Canada. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but going forward, I'm thinking there's a real value in there. There would be a real value in the integration of indigenous and our Canadian Western culture. Our Western. An integration of the culture, the values, bit, bit all of, of it, both. the so culture, the art, like mm-hmm. everything, because I think that would give us an opportunity to start separating ourselves from America. Yeah, no, and I certainly. If agree. you start like you know like incorporating dig- indigenous art into um, whatever architecture, what you have, you know, just kind of creating a new Canada. I think right now, especially coming out of COVID, we're coming to what seems to be ahead of this reconciliation thing. Um, Actually, I guess that kind of came to a head earlier in the summer, but but, but it seems, yeah, like you're, you're right. It, it's a good opportunity to kind of reshape and refocus and think about where, where Canada wants to move forward. Um, I've always seen Canada as we have an ability um, to be like a social leader, you know, amongst you know, all the nations, because I do feel that Canada still has a special spirit and a more connected spirit to nature than America. I, oh, yeah. I, feel, I feel that in my friend groups, you know, I feel it in the air and I feel it in the mountains when I'm, you know, roaming between Golden Ears or Burke Mountain. Like, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. And I think that is in every one of us. But 
as things kind of started getting really political and weird kind of in like 2015, when the whole Donald Trump thing was happening, that's when I felt the shift. And yeah, it certainly kind of sunk its claws in. It's here. But I think we're kind of at a point where we can kind of redirect that. And I'm hoping everyone just, you know, keeps in mind, we don't want to get weird like America. All right. (laughs) Keep your feet on the ground. All right. Stay sane. And... Just be nice to your neighbors. That's it. It's See, that, that's 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 the dream. <laughs> Keep your feet on the ground. <laughs> you know, don't don't get too wily. Um, you know, don't don't just read the individual headlines and then like you know, like before this podcast started, we were talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Um, and how today he was in honor of International Men's Day. No. <laughs> oh, oh, what a day. <laughs> today of all days. Um, uh, he was today, this morning, just uh, found not guilty on all uh, three or four accounts. Um, and how there's a lot of people out there like, hey, fuck that guy. You know, he shot some people. He should be going to jail, yada, yada. Um, and then there's the whole discourse around like well what if he was black it would have come out completely differently it's like okay we know what maybe maybe did or maybe it would have made it maybe it wouldn't have but it, he he's not black and this is the way it turned out so what's the point in even pontificating on that point well you know we need to talk about these issues okay well you know let's talk about the issues when there is a black person involved mm-hmm. um you know it that that's that's not what happened this is what happened, and this is this is how it happened. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who believe that this 18-year-old should be locked up in jail forever for what he did. Um, and yes, two people died, uh, and one person was injured, and he, that one person who was injured is okay now. Um, the one person who was injured also pulled a gun on him. Wow. Um, pulled a pistol on a guy who was pointing a rifle at him. Um, well, damn. Uh, yeah the not not a a pro gamer move and the other the other two people were chasing him chasing him and he so he wasn't like just running into a crowd of people like he wasn't you know one of the guys hit him twice with a skateboard while he had a rifle (sighs) you know oh no you can say oh he was he was trying he was trying you could say he was trying to disarm him or you can have you can say that yeah but the fact is he hit him twice like you know did so it's it's self-defense at that point yeah yeah you know um I I remember this all happening last year. Um, shortly after the Black Lives Matter, um, well, just this that uh, that that moment that moment in time, I was getting so fed up with politics. I just shut it up. All of my Instagram, I just unfollowed everything political. So I kind of forgotten about the entirety of the context for that situation. But um, I mean, personally, I don't have much of an opinion because I, I haven't been following it. But um, I, it's a complicated one, the whole gun thing, because. I mean, the, I mean, yeah, the question. Uh, it the question, is complicated. The well, question, what's the question? That, yeah. So I mean, the question that I think you're wondering is if he should should have been should he have been opening open carrying a assault rifle to begin with? Well, I don't know why you're going to a protest that you're not for. With a gun, okay. Was, that I think in and of itself, my understanding is, is he was. I don't know if it was his cousin, but he was just defending either his friends or his cousin or family members. Um, shop, shop. Yes. Oh, okay, so he was kind I of. He was in a his car zone. shop. He was kind of in. Oh yeah, because everyone was looting and yeah, rooting and tooting. Yeah, and this was. Um, it was after. Um, after. Uh, 
a black man was shot and paralyzed by cops. Oh, so okay. Another, not George Floyd, but this no, is another was a protest. Yeah, oh, was okay. Was this one in Seattle? No. Okay. No. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I mean, for me to actually put an opinion, I'd have to see the video, all the video footage, because I'd have to make a read on what he's doing and try to figure out why he's doing it. So I couldn't tell you, but I mean, uh, the I mean, real the real issue to me is is how we got here, and that's just. Yeah, uh, we need an eight-hour podcast to get to that one. <laughs> well, the thing—the thing I will say is, the jury acquitted him. The, the well, not acquitted, found him not guilty of all the charges. Um, and people who are on Facebook and Twitter who read one headline think they know more about the story than the people, yeah, who spent twenty-seven hours in court mm. listening to all the evidence. It's—it's not—it's not a bad idea to have. A solid base of personal principles. Get a base amount of information on the issue and make up an opinion. Right? But there's a there's a vast difference between being a person of your own principles and making an educated opinion versus just reading a headline and starting a screamo match on, on, on Facebook comments, right? Um, if people would just do the former and think individually and try to source their information, you know, from places that aren't getting paid to give you some bullshit, you know, we live in a much smarter society. But unfortunately, <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> and people are smart. Some people. But are society smart. is not smart. It's just, it's something about this 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 crowd nature. It, it gets weird, it gets tribal, it just <sighs> Come on people. Like level with me, please. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's dangerous. Um and I find myself doing it too. And I know like I know I've got these preconceived notions about people and um I I probably shouldn't act on them, but like, you know, you you meet someone and in the first 7 seconds you make a judgment and decide whether or not you like them. Mm-hmm. And I do it too, and I try not to. Uh, I love meeting people. Mm-hmm. I've got a great group of friends around me. Um, uh, too many people. Too many. Too. Many. <laughs> Sounds like a bright weird now. weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but like, I've I've got some friends that have kind of like like I'm I'm center left, and I've got some friends that have shifted center right over time, and I, in in a way, I found that I've gotten myself I've gotten closer to them. Mm-hmm. Because it allows me to have real conversation with people I don't agree yeah. with. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's nice to be agreeable, but it's nice to, to be challenged, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of sitting here with buddies on a podcast, jerking each other off. That sounds I mean, pretty good. <laughs> playing footsie under the table. <laughs> International Men's Day. I was about to say, International Men's Day. Yeah, uh, that's... Uh, you, were, uh, you were mentioning to me last week. Come over, do the podcast. Next Friday is International Men's Day. And I was like... What does it mean? Well, damn, if that's not a good day to have a podcast, I don't know what is. Mr. Kreider, what does it mean to be a man? Tits and beer. Tits and beer? Well, shit. <laughs> you got both of those right I here. Got both of them right here. <laughs> and if you're missing context for the tits part, well, sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> 
What was I having? Is that a sneaky weasel that I was drinking? Yeah. What, what were you drinking? Uh, a Kotzel. Kotzel. Yeah, it's a Czech beer. Well, oh. Very good. You can only get it in a tall can. Don't I am feeling it. it, though, because all I've had today is a, to eat today is a sandwich. I have had... I had coffee this morning. That's all I've eaten. Really? I had triple O's last night. Ugh, I did so well yesterday. I got a good workout in. I had a good day at work, and I had a, just good meals. And I was getting hungry in the evening, but I was like, nope, I'm going to fast for the rest of the evening. You already had your meals. Come on, buddy. And then, like, midnight, I'm sitting in my room watching Dragon Ball, and this is <laughs> like... I didn't even think about it. My hand just grabbed my phone and ordered triple O's. And then I was like, oops, I wasn't supposed to do that. I've had dreams where I've done that before. Dreams where you watch Dragon Ball or order <laughs> triple O's. <laughs> when I accidentally eat, like when I'm doing an extended fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's like hour 30. And I'm just like in my dream. I'm like, oh no, I wasn't supposed to eat. <laughs> oh, it's been a minute since I've done a long fast. I haven't really needed to as much lately. I've gotten my... I guess I got my like routine down to a science, but uh, yeah. Extended fast. Like to do an, I, I want to do a fast challenge again. Let's uh, let's do an extended fast and then have a podcast at the end. We we'll just be yelling at each other. <laughs> do you get grumpy on extended? Shit. <laughs> do you get grumpy? No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm too metal. To <laughs> nah, dude, I'm solid steel, man. I don't no really grump- get no grumpiness over here. Uh, I get. It's weird because I'll get like like little things like I don't get grumpy at people, but yeah. like little things will piss me off. Yeah, like like something will happen. Like you know when you like drop something and somehow it lands in the only place that you can't reach without getting up and like doing the whole thing, like that shit. I will throw shit across the room if that happens while I'm fasting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick up that thing and I'll eat it again because. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if we lived together, we'd be fasting all the time. Dude, I think we'd push each other pretty hard. It would be good. That, that, I need I, someone to push me. That's that's my problem. Man, oh, be a man. Don't go to college. Work on the factory floor of a steel mill until you die. Yeah. Be a man. Turn the inside of your lungs into iron. Don't wear a flashlight when it's dark out and you're hiking. Don't wear one. Just walk through the dark. Be a Just man. Flip-flops. Flip-flops and... One bottle of water on your eight-hour hike. Don't clean up the Lego on your floor. <laughs> Walk right over it. Don't clean up your dog shit. Eat it. <laughs> no. Why did I say that? <laughs> this is a Freudian slip, maybe. Sometimes my mouth just doesn't do the thinking thing before faster. it opens. Because <laughs> mouth moves faster than your brain. Thinking is overrated anyways. Oh man, what does it what does it mean to be a man? Oh, that's that's a. I think in twenty twenty one, that's a dangerous conversation to have. No, man, I am more than confident in expressing my opinion. So, being a man, huge umbrella. There's too much individuality in this world to tell someone how to be, what to think, you know, and what to say. Um, that being said. I think there's some basic parameters and framework in the role of being a male. You could tie it to the role of being a father that I think has to stay consistent amongst all generations of our society, you know, for us to you know, be what we want to be in our mm-hmm. truest nature. Um, I you think mean, being do, a, do, do you mean like as a father oh, being or a, as a man? I think being a man encompasses a lot of what being a father is, you know, that's oh, protecting. It, it's a very large, it's very large overlap in the Venn diagram. 
Yeah, it, it's a very large overlap because it, it still gives you the freedom to be who you are. You know, you know, gay. You no, know, whether you want to be a monk or you want to be living in New York, it doesn't matter. You can be a man in any of these entities. Um, I think the simplest thing is that the pursuit of happiness, you know, isn't for us. And I'm stealing this from an episode of Naruto, but it's <laughs> protect the next generation, create a better world and, a, and build for the future, you know, harness the creator, you know, inside of all of us and build better for your kin. And anybody who wholeheartedly will embody that can be my friend. Because if, if you care about the future and you care about, you know, your kin and you want to love them, protect them and, and build for their future. I don't think you can do no wrong. That's what it means to me to be a man, you know, protect the future. Protect. I like that. I like perfect. I think, I think there's a piece about being a man that is often overlooked and it's uh accountability mm-hmm. and respect yes um respect for others and respect for yourself mm-hmm. um i think i think a lot of people loot i don't know i don't know if that's true i think if you have lost respect for yourself yeah. I don't want to say you're not a man anymore. Um, I'm not going to say that. But I, I think when you lose respect for yourself, that's when you start your decline. And what, I can relate what, to that. And I'll, that'll be a segue. And, I can relate uh, to that very well. I will say one of the things that nobody ever talks about when discussing suicide prevention is that, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, is that the most, the demographic with the highest rates of suicide is middle-aged men from like 35 to 50 yeah um and you can you can you can connect that to things like low t low testosterone and stuff like that and you know changing lifestyles and whatever Mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day there is clearly some disconnect and dissonance that nobody is talking about between the society that we live in and what is hardwired and built into what it means to be a man i think one thing people should really think about, and again, as a kind of reference earlier when it comes to the nature of things, um, simplify it and look at other animals, all right? Animals that are at least in similar to, to how they structure their societies or, or their, their, their groups to, to humans, right? The animals, let's talk about monkeys, right? It's simple. You have babies. You grow your kids, you protect them, and you look after them. And that's literally all it really comes down to. To protect your kin, and this is kind of the next level, right? The, my overarching is, you know, protect the future. Protect your family and, and just be a, a good support pillar for your network. The next thing that that leads into is you have to be strong. And as you just said about respect for yourself, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in your ability... And then you won't be strong. And if you're not a strong man, you cannot do what a man needs to do. 
and be a strong protector of the future. You need to to be strong in spirit and strong in your emotion to put forth what your family will need, what your partner is going to need, what your kids are going to need. You have to be strong in spirit. And if you're not a strong man, if you don't have the respect for yourself, then it will be just that much more difficult for you to to fill that, that, that basic role. But again, I can't paint the picture for what it means to be who you want to be. But I think that being a man loops back to protecting the future. Yeah, I think I think these conversations around what it what it means to be a man gets a little squirrely um, because people, you know, well, what about people, you know, who were born with a vagina, but they live feel like that, you know, I think. I think we, we should make it very clear at this point that we're not talking about that. We're talking about, you know, I, I think I think if someone decides to transition into being a man, well, I mean, not that it's a decision. I mean, don't want to fall down that rabbit hole. But if someone makes that transition, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, clearly they think that there's something about being a man that is important to who they are. Yeah. That is more important than being a woman. Mm-hmm. And... The the question that I think we're discussing here is what is that thing? Hmm. I never took the. I never really thought about that aspect of it. If I'm being honest, um, it get it definitely starts to get complex in my head in my head when we bring that aspect into it. And I think ah, yeah, that's a great question. What does it mean to be a man in that sense? Well, the thing is, there's, there's, there's clearly something, because one of the things I hate about the modern discourse around um, transgenderism and all the different gender identities and all that is this, on the one hand, you have people saying like, women can go out and they can fix cars and they can build fences and they can work with their hands and, you know, they can be carpenters and mm-hmm. all that. And you can, uh, men, they can be... They can be fashionistas and they can, you know, do makeup and they can, you know, uh, do all the generally more feminine things. They can. I had my makeup done on me once. <laughs> I looked was fire. That before the beard? That was well before. Oh, it was kind of when I was like 17. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got some mascara on and some lipstick. <laughs> sometimes good. sometimes when you're with a, with, a, with a lady that you're interested in, you just got to let them do their you thing. You just got to, yeah, you just got to let them. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this will exactly get me late. I don't know. <laughs> Um, uh, so, and, and I think one of the things about that, that, that the discourse is that I generally believe that just because a, a, a man likes to do makeup doesn't mean that they're not a man. Yeah. You know, no, I think it's important to be in touch with your feminine side. I think, I think there's value in being in touch with whoever you are, mm-hmm. but, um, the dis the, 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 the discussions never go to why, what, and I mean, maybe maybe I'm being too reductive here, but I think I think in this discussion of what it means to be a man, clearly there's something that makes people makes people who were born as a woman, mm-hmm. but believe they are men, feel they are men. Um, there's there there's something that is beyond the oh well I like to wear dresses. There's something that is inherently like. There is, there is, there is a manhood mm-hmm. within me that cannot be expressed in this current form. 
Mm, what is that and essence? I, and I think, oh, I think, and and, and and I think, oh, okay. I think, I think that res, I think that respect piece is a big one. Is res, I mean, and I think women need to have respect for themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't, I don't think there's, you know, I, I've always said, and this goes for men and women, the three things that make a good person is respect, empathy, and accountability. Yes. And if someone can meet all those three things for themselves and for others, the expectation of accountability from someone else, and the expectation of respect and empathy from someone else mm-hmm. and being able to give all those things out as well. And if someone isn't giving you those three things, um, you get them out of your life. Um, and it has to be all three. It can't be two out of three. I find that, um, it's accountability. That's the quickest to, to disappear from people. I find that's usually the missing of the three. Yes. Like people like, Oh, it's this fault. It's that fault. Traffic. Oh, I was, Oh, you know, Oh, I didn't get the tech. Oh, I was like, no. Where do you fit into that? Internalize. What could you have done better? Yeah. And people who don't have that sort of mindset to any extent, oh, I find it unbearable to hear about them rant about anything. <laughs> Just like, you are the problem. All right? Look inwards. <laughs> Stop projecting. Yeah. Maybe that's what I do. Maybe I do that. Maybe I project too much. I'm too insecure. Oh, no. You don't project. You don't project <laughs> to, to, to any unreasonable spam. We all got to project a little bit. I mean, all of us do. But... Nah, your shit's <laughs> locked down. My shit's locked down. I'm talking about the weirdos, man. The weirdos. There yeah, are no weirdos, weirdos in there. here. Well, actually, I'm weird. But, uh, I mean, being, I think, I think, I think, I think you have to be weird. I think, I think all the cool people are weird. I don't think I have a single normal friend, and I couldn't be happier. Well, what, what, what? I mean, what defines a normal? I mean, I don't I know. Think in high school, vanilla. In like, high, just think vanilla, and it's just in, like, oh. In, in in high school, normalcy had a meaning. Um, but I don't think, I think once you get out of high school, I think that changes. High school's a bullshit social <laughs> pyramid and, and high school it, is just a four year rut. It's, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's like men wanting to fuck for four years. Not that they want to stop wanting to fuck once they get out of high school, but it's the first time they've really experienced it. Oh, it's and wild. It's, it's four years of trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with your dick Dude. and you will do anything to make that. I, you I, w- I rubbed up against walls occasionally. <laughs> what? I thought this what the girls do. No, no, like, like you know, like you just there's just like a corner. You're like, I am so you're fucking horny. Oh, look at that. Like, mm. No, you just nothing. Look at that bathroom it's, post. It's not, mm. <laughs> look at that tap. <laughs> look at the balls coming off the drive. It's so steamy. Oh, Hello, Mr. TV Remote. Oh man, what's the weirdest thing I did for the sauce, man? Oh, I'm trying. To I mean, it's not to get off. It's not to actually get. It's just like it feels good to press shit against my dick. Oh man, I have stories that I will not say on this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Like, there, there, buddy. Yeah, there's things you I will never disclose. Let's talk at the after anybody. party. <laughs> I was talking to my friend about it who like we were pretty close in like middle school on the transition and like a good portion of high school and I was just like we're just talking we're just like what the fuck were we doing what is this so this is so fucked up and nobody talks about it nobody talks about how fucked up it is to be a kid and high, like boy or girl that like and I this is maybe on a more serious note I genuinely genuinely believe that sex education should teach young boys or boys or young men or whatever that women like sex yep i used to think it was just a do only boys masturbate 
I had to learn from a tweet from a fellow <laughs> high school friend or a fellow high school student that girls masturbate. Why did I? Why didn't I learn that? Why did I learn that in grade nine from Twitter from another fourteen-year-old? <laughs> like, right? Like this is this is the loops me back to the man thing, right? Fathers, get your shit together and teach your kids about the true nature, you know, of themselves, including sex. Would you do that right? with your kid? It gets weird though. You, well, I mean, you, you watch you, this you kid grow. Some of them are nine or ten, and you're like, somebody. you're like, you gotta, you know, sometimes. I don't know. Nine and ten seem a bit young. You you gotta level into it. it doesn't have to be one talk. It can be numerous <laughs> no, talks. No, it's eight hours of yeah. sitting down, and this is how all... <laughs> I don't know. It's like when they're 10, talk, okay, kid, you're getting a boner now. I know, I know it's weird, all right? I've been watching you just, get boners since the second day, yeah, the, like, since day two. Here's here's how it's going to work, kid. Here, here's what you need to do, right? Get you the lotion. Questions, just I'm let gonna, me know. I'm going to Costco. we yeah. got a big thing of Jergens. Let's go. <laughs> What's a Jergen? <laughs> you know, I don't want to know the what the lotion. Jergens the lotion. A Jergen? The <laughs> No, it is a lotion. It's Jer- really it's Jergens the lotion. You, uh, I was a raw dog, man. Are you are you uh, are you uh, are, are you a circumcised? Are you cut? Are you turtleneck? Or are you army the ones who need to know? They know. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, I love it. Did I just say that on air? Ah, <laughs> oh, my internet's down. Come on, connect you piece of shit. Connected, secured. Here we go, Jergens. Boom, Jergens. Oh, I was definitely an, an Avino guy. You were an Avino guy. Avino for sure. Avino daily moisture. Yeah. yeah. I never used lotion. I never used because because I I'm, I I don't mind sharing. I am uncut. My kids a, will get that all natural organic shit. Yeah, you're gonna get them aloe. Yeah, I don't gel. know. I'm not gonna give it to them. I'm just gonna leave it like on the bathroom counter. <laughs> And then one day when they're like going through that age, I'll just see it disappear and I'll be like, go get them, Tiger. <laughs> like, I just bought this a month ago and it's empty now. <laughs> and you just replace it. Oh, man. I got to say, I'm really excited you know, to, to, to experience fatherhood. But yeah. it's going to get weird because you're just going to see these little shits. All right. And, no pun intended because they're going to be brown. These little shits walking around. <laughs> You think so? You think you're gonna, you... I'm gonna be like living my life through them again, just being like, "Oh my goodness, you're doing that right now! Oh my god, I know exactly what's going through your head." <laughs> and you're like, you "Dirty little." I want to tell you right now, fuck. don't do it. Don't do it. I saw that hole in your teddy bear. <laughs> I'm going to mess with the kid so hard. Right when I know he's in the middle of it, just, "Hey, bud, <laughs> coming in." <laughs> Don't stop! Don't no! I'm changing. Sure. Yeah, okay, you're changing at 3.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. <laughs> you haven't left your, left your bedroom for two, other than school for two weeks, bud. When I was your age, we had to find Playboy in the forest. That's how we got off. Now, do you have, now you have holograms and VR. Have you, ever, uh, have you ever been through a Playboy? I have, yeah. Yeah? Which, yeah. What, do you remember like the, uh, the era? Uh, mid two thousands. Uh, a couple years ago, um, I had triplets in it. it. Was weird. What? I don't know. Maybe I'm completely misremembering it. But there were triplets in it. That doesn't. You know what? My, I, I got. I'm gonna. I can relate to that. I got. <laughs> I got a Playboy magazine for my birthday a couple years ago from a friend, and it was from my birth month. Um. So yeah, it was. A, it was the issue from my birth month. Uh. So, my cover lady. And the whole article about my Playboy girl or Playgirl, whatever, um, she was pregnant. 
Oh, no. Yeah. So you got triplets. Maybe <laughs> mine birthed yours. <laughs> I mean, the timing doesn't really work no, the out. The does not work it, out at all. That's move. <laughs> Play baby. <laughs> oh. These podcasts are the reasons I can never get into politics. <laughs> Oh, man. It Whatever. sucks that you're not allowed to joke. I don't know. You, you you set up... I don't know. Dave Chappelle. He's doing it right. And I think, I think we're coming back to a sensibility a little bit more now. There seems to be a little more protection for the people that are willing to speak their word. And you're still going to get the same pop-ups, but I think everyone's kind of finally done with the whole CNN, Fox, MSNBC baloney. I feel like we are turning a little bit towards a more sensible approach as we've all probably gotten fed up with the polarization of it in the past couple Well, years. the problem, I think everyone's, I think the majority of people are fed up with it, but the majority of people aren't going to say anything. Yeah, well, I think people now are seeing that. So when we're seeing these big flary headlines... The masses are just going, meh. And, you know, now now those, you know, those 5, 10, 15, 20% of people that are just spouting chaos in the air, it's just, it's just empty words at this point. Uh, it will, or they will just get emptier. And eventually, once they're not getting the clicks, the buys, and the, recipro- the, yeah, the reciprocation that they were looking for, you know, maybe they'll start turning towards more sensible words that people actually want to hear. And broadcasting actual yeah, news. No, that doesn't. That doesn't. Uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, because can a man not- hope? Can a man dream, Liam? <laughs> I have a dream. <laughs> I have a dream. Oh, shit. <laughs> that one day we won't be all so shitty to each other. I think. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on wishing. Oh man, it's it's crazy. I mean, okay, so. Um, I haven't said this on the podcast yet, but Sarah and I have separated, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been about a month now. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about getting back into the dating scene and just what that looks like mm-hmm. and who I am mm-hmm. and like how I think the majority of people are fairly fine with my level of. Okay. <laughs> no, speak your mind. I know. I'm not. I know. I was going to say something else, but I don't think I don't think this is okay to say on a podcast. So I'm going to hold that one back. Um. Well, it's not something that's not okay. It's an experience that I had that I <laughs> gotta take those notes. I am, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> um, you know, like I've been thinking about doing the Tinder thing and mm-hmm. like what, just largely not not necessarily to hook up, but just to like get used to the idea of talking to women as a single person. Yeah, you know, and like what navigating because when you're when you're in when you're in a relationship and you talk to a woman who is single yeah you're like whatever doesn't matter it's not how it's but then when you are single it's a whole different thing yeah um but like what do i need to include a disclaimer in my profile about, about shit? where you like what you want no, no, just, no just the shit that i'm gonna say oh no like, dude, dude. <laughs> i am. Um, I was exercising that kind of that Tinder run early this year. Um, I am not really into hookups. It's just not my thing. Um, but at that time, I needed to exercise my social ability again. Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I had broken up. Uh, I had gotten out of a relationship earlier this year. And a couple of months after that, I was just like, okay, I'm going through this weight loss. I'm feeling good. 
but I don't know how to talk to a woman or people for that matter because I've been stuck in a house for COVID for like 18 years and yeah, I had to kind of run through that same exercise and I mean, you're going to do just fine. As a matter of fact, people with charisma like you do better. Um, just know how to translate it. The, the trick is if, if you just know how to translate it through text and mm-hmm. know the person you're sending it to just, and then, yeah, set up, set up, set up the right context. You'll be fine, man. I think, I think, I think <laughs> it takes, it'll, it it'll takes, take you, it'll give you exactly what you need to re-exercise, you know, playing with that, 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 that side of yourself. Cause that's an important side of us. You know, at the end of the day, we are animals. We want to <laughs> fuck. All right. We want to make some babies. We're going to protect those babies. Right? That's what it means to be a I'm man. I'm going to put my power seat inside yeah. of you. I've been playing Halo lately. Halo? Halo Infinite. And there's a game type that involves power seeds. And it's just my favorite. It's just... It's so many... It, we're bringing the power seed around back. The it's power just, seed? Yeah, the power seed. seed. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Protect the seed. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Do you need to go to the bathroom? I don't know. I, I, a little bit. For, <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast, not a video recording. I just stood up <laughs> and then looked around like why am i standing we can stand we can do a standing podcast These that sounds like work i gotta work out you know what actually i'm gonna be yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna do a quick pause on here and uh yeah we'll be right back To moan live on air <laughs> directly into a microphone. Directly into the microphone. If that's not manly, I don't know what is. <laughs> I don't know what is. Um, I don't think this is gonna pick up. Oh no, there's gonna be so much foam. I'm just doing it for the sound effect. <laughs> Butchering. Actually, no, it's fine. For it's the totally audio fine. Experience. It's 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 a light enough beer that you'll be okay. I want this to be a sonic experience for all our viewers. I hope you're enjoying it. I was kind of considering setting up a, a camera, like right here, mm-hmm. and like live streaming this to anybody oh, who wanted to watch. That'd be fun. Because yeah, this, 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 this would be a good, like, I mean, I don't know. This We could put, it's easy to put some aesthetic on the wall, get it nice and organized. Put that thing up there. Yeah, just fill, fill this space with some of your juju. <laughs> and have it ready for your next podcast and then yeah do some video stuff i don't have a lot of juju because i've been trying to like eliminate stuff dude you got juju just art the artsy stuff like this little ben big ben thing right i'm here. giving that to jack it's just a piece of sh- uh, it's shit it's all crap so like give the crap to jack is that what we do now no 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 julia <laughs> I, I asked him if he or julia wants it and they wanted it so mm. julia is really into england and they own their house, so they have a place to put all the crap that one accumulates. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's easier mm-hmm. to do that. Okay. Um, I am renting, and um, hold on, I'm just taking note. And so Sarah and I have separated. I'm just going to talk about this for a minute. Yeah, buddy. Sarah and I have separated, and. My contract with Fisheries and Ocean Canada ends at the end of March. 
Um, and I'm always so uncomfortable talking about the fact that I work for the government because I feel like some of the things that I've said and expressed on the podcast are like just not, you know, maybe not viewed in the best lights. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think like I've ever said the N word or something or anything like that. Like I, I, I wouldn't do that. What nipples? Yeah, that word. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's pretty gross. Cancel Deontay. He just said nipples. <laughs> Um, but you know, I think you just never know where the political climate is going to go. And like, I listen to podcasts that I recorded three years ago and I'm like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when I look back on anything I said three years ago, I just, I, I want to jump off a cliff. <laughs> so hard. I mean, you're like, you're, you're, you're a little bit older than me, so you can look back on three years and still have a sense of like yourself, but like I'm like 23. So when I look at my 20-year-old self, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you toddler. And I know in, in three more years, I'm going to look back on myself today and be like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you ridiculously handsome toddler. Um, What's going on? Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I've i gone back and listened to, and some of the podcasts are really fucking funny. And I'm like, this is, this is gold. I love this. And some of them I'm like, I appreciate what's being done here, but I don't know. Like, I, yeah. Anyway, my contract ends at the end of March and I'm letting it end. I'm not, I'm not searching for new, uh, new positions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, uh, stop renting this place. Although it is really nice. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I allowed myself to get something that's a little bit over budget. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go live out of my truck for a year. And I'm going to drive around BC and maybe Canada and go uh, travel internationally and just, you know, maybe pick up odd jobs here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really easy to get a visa for Australia. So if the border's open, I'd love to go down there because I've got family and friends down there. You would um, love Australia, man. It is built for you. <laughs> it's built for you in that freaking hat you wear. Like you, you be you be looking like a didgeridoo. And I know, I know, I know. It's just the word, okay? That word is just Australia. It is. It is a synonym for anything Australian. It's true. Did you redo? That was not a good accent. No. I, you can't really I do an accent with one word. True. It's, what about supercalifragilistic? Mm. I I oh, can't no. do accents. I'm really bad at yeah, accents. Yeah, let's not go there. Well, okay, I can do I no, I can't do white people accents. You all, how can you not do a white person accent? <laughs> well, like, you know, Australian, oh, like, mm, British, oh, okay. European. Other accents I could probably do, but like we're that, not that we're, racist. We're not going down that road. <laughs> Hey man, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm like half black and half white, and I watch so much anime. I'm basically Japanese, so <laughs> I mean, I think I can say anything at this point. <laughs> pretty happy, pretty happy about that. So one of the one of the things they talk about on that makes me like uncomfortable, and I was like genuinely considering taking this podcast down was that time that I quasi convinced you to say the n word on here. Did I? <laughs> You, what do you mean? Okay, wait, wait, okay, what does quasi mean? Quasi? Right, let's please use words that I understand. <laughs> quasi means kind of, sort of. Oh, okay, okay. A little bit. Can you give me more context? Because I don't remember this moment. Well, you were talking here like you're like, I'm Mocha. Like, I don't even feel comfortable saying it. And I'm like, you can say it. I don't know why I'm reliving this because I just make this even harder. You can say it. You're fine. And you're like, I don't know. And I'm like, you're Try fine. Try to cover up the past. And, and then it's like, it's like silent for a second. And I'm like, do it. <laughs> 
just lean right into the microphone and you say it really silently and softly. I don't know if it actually comes through. I hope through. I didn't do the hard R. No, that's no, the, no, you oh. super didn't. Oh, I just said nigga? R. Yeah. Oh, well, I, folks, that one's on me. <laughs> actually, both of them were. I genuinely believe I couldn't get you to do something that you didn't want to do to be. No, on. nobody can. <laughs> nobody does, makes me do what I don't want to do. Right? Um, uh. The N-word, I don't know. Context is important. It's very important. And I don't know. This can't be limited in freedoms. Again, we're, we're animals, right? We're going to do what we want to do. Right? Just be nice about it. Don't be an asshole. And don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, there's a balancing act between not being an asshole and not being a little bitch. Right? And if society can figure out yeah. that... <laughs> Donald Glover has a really good bit on it. He's like, I like Mr. Glover. He's, he's like, he's like, artist. Uh, have you watched his stand-up special? It's no, really good. I actually, I, I will. I, it's something it's, I want to it's, do. It's really he's, good. He's just um, an artist. Yeah. He uh, he has a bit. He's he starts talking about uh, using the N word, um, and how like one time he was fucking this white chick and he she dropped the N word. He's like, fuck me with that N word, dick. No. But he said it. <laughs> And he's like, I've never come so hard in my life. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, he's, he's like, here's the thing. That word holds too much power. And white people, you got to start using that word. We're going to lose some of you, but you got to take away the power. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, life. It's all in the mind, right? Just like literally sounds we're getting offended over some sounds but See, again context is important and it's it's usually when the respect is is not being put forth that's when people get offended um but man if you i seen this video all right of kendrick lamar who i think i, I just look up to him as like a, a modern day tupac he just seems to have that sense about him he's a sensible man a true poet right kendrick invites this young white woman onto the stage to sing a portion of the song with him. And she's singing the song that Kendrick brought her up to sing. What's she going to do? Not say the N word when the lyric comes up. So she <laughs> drops a soft N. All right. And then he pauses the music and puts her on blast. Wow. Now, number one, I mean, I don't even need to say what the issue was here. That's just like entrapment. Just setting them up for some bullshit. Yeah. And number two, like imagine the psychological damage being like a 20-year-old girl. You literally just had the star invite you up to stage. You probably got every single emotion coming through you all at once. And then in this point of this like somewhere between ecstasy and vulnerability, he shits on you. Yeah. Nigga, please. <laughs> man, he's got an album coming out next year, though, man. I'm going to be excited. Yeah. You're dropping all those N-words. You're dropping all those N-words. Yeah, no, that, that, thing, that, that thing you're talking about, like, context and respect is important. And, like, once, one of the other podcasts that I was thinking about taking down is um, uh, I, I spend a couple minutes talking with Sarah about how I think that that word and you said you said we're getting upset over sounds and yeah. words that uh, there's bigger bigger fish to fry which some people would argue that well like the, the, the fact that people are using this word is perpetuating the white supremacy or whatever i don't know i don't i don't know what the correct wording is but people are saying mm -hmm. while that word lives on then we can never get away from the past which i don't necessarily agree with um that's you know some communities have reclaimed those words that you're not allowed to say which like whatever 
But so the conversation I was having with Sarah in this episode that I was thinking about taking down was I, I was saying that, you know, I think it's silly that people can lose their entire livelihoods and their whole world can come crashing to a halt because they made a sound with their mouth. Yeah. Um, and well, you know, then the argument there is, well, you, you, you know, you, you know, you're not supposed to do this and you, you're hurting people. People are getting hurt by the sound of your mouth. It's like, well, we live in a pretty fun good society if that word is like, you know, you know, and like, you know, I guess in some ways, like you're, you're told that you, people shouldn't be saying this word and then mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever. Um, so I, I spend a while talking about how like, um, I think I was like, it's a fucking great word. It's, it's one of the coolest words in the English language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, there's not many words that like f- flow out of the mouth without like with the hard r it fucking hurts it does <laughs> like there's it's a it's it's a dirty word that, that comes word out. is like the, the sounds are so harsh yeah. it makes like when i hear that word through a video it makes me writhe so i you know what i have to pull back that sounds we're getting offended over sounds because when the, <laughs> like i'm saying that about the soft a but when it's the hard r all of a sudden here over me i'm like no, that's not okay. <laughs> so that's kind of some hypocrisy on my end. Yeah. But I, I think it's it's just, it's all about intentions. That's what communication is. Because we don't communicate with the words. We're communicating feelings and emotions and nuances through words. And don't focus on the word that was said. Focus on the intention, the nuances, the look in their eyes, their body language, the eight other forms of communication <laughs> that are going on that isn't just the spelling of the word. Right? And if people can like understand that for what that is, to get their head up out their ass. So this this episode that I was thinking about taking down, um, I I spend a few minutes talking about this, and then I stop. I'm like, you know, I'm talking about like, you know, people should be allowed to say what they want, and it's you know, it's a it's, it's a cool fucking word, and yada yada, and you know, and then there's silence for a second. I go, what do white people have? Like, what what do we have? What do white people have? And there's a pause for a second. I go, money everything <laughs> we have everything else why do we need so like it's like it's it, it's this whole like you know couple minute discussion that i'm like oh that, that there's a punchline at the end of it right and i'm genuinely concerned about what like should i take this down mm-hmm. right <sighs> it definitely makes you think I, um, especially in this past year, I've decided that I will never, ever, ever live by society's standards because society's standards are so far from my values that it's hard for me to take, you know, the opinions of society as the mass entity that it is, you know, seriously, I'll say what I want to say and I will do what I want to do. That being said, I also understand that I live in this society and that I can't just go rogue because if nobody likes me and no one wants to be around me, what's the purpose? If I'm offending people and no one wants to be my friend, what would be the purpose of it? So it, again, it's kind of a balancing act. Um, what I, I mean, if I'm actually going to give any advice, I go and look at those moments, look at the context. And if you're like, okay, sensible people will realize this for what it is and not have an issue with it, leave it up. But if you're looking at it and being like, ooh, I didn't give enough context and I went a little little wild with it then delete it but if it sounds sensible to a sensible man 
I don't know if I'm let, sensible let the, though. Let, That's the thing. You're, no, dude, you're, 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 you're level, man. Let the, uh, yeah, just, if you think a snowflake's going to offend it, I, I'd actually recommend leaving it up. Well, so here, here's, here, challenge people. Here's the follow up problem is like, first of all, I work for the government of Canada and there's an expectation that the government, those who work for the government of Canada follow a certain, a certain creed, I guess, mm. or they present themselves in a certain way that represent that represents the government of Canada in a healthy way. Oh, okay. um, and uh, like I've, I've been paid for eight hours total to sit through like equality and inclu- inclusivity seminars Yeah, that like 30% of the information coming through. I was like, this is bullshit. This doesn't make any sense. Why are you like, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars are you spending on having your employees sit through this? Mm. Like there's, there's a lot of money. And like most of it is just like it, the 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 con the context that was coming through was if you're a white male you're trash like they never outright said that but it was like I hate that. it was like it was things like well they don't need to say it directly but they build the framework for it so you as <laughs> we well, we I'm not I'm brown but I'm half white so like I, I just say we like we assume it they're building the framework to d- destroy us I feel like it's almost being done really intentionally. So I guess like I guess the argument is the that deep like state or something. Oh, when when people use this language or do this thing, then you're you're doing the same thing. You don't have to outright say it, but the you know the the intention. Anyway, there's there's stuff like you know using violent language is supporting the patriarchy, right? So like you're not allowed to say beat a dead horse because that's supporting the patriarchy. And this oh is actually something. This is actually something that I asked them about. I, I said I think I remember hearing this last year, and it was just a point that I was just like nope i said this is actually something that i I raised my hand and asked the presenter about i said so what what how how is this supporting the patriarchy and she said well i think your question will be answered in a few minutes a few slides coming up so we went down a few slides and she went over that slide and she said liam does that answer your question the answer that i had for her was no I didn't want to go any deeper into it because it's just circular logic and I wasn't going to get anywhere. And I had 48 of my colleagues sitting there. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, you don't want to be that one guy. <laughs> like, that which, one which, which is a problem. Like, like the whole, the whole, this is a safe space. We're here for discussion and all that. But like the, 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 the reasoning why violent euphemisms support the patriarchy is because young boys are encouraged to be troublemakers and young boys who are encouraged to be troublemakers uh, are encouraged are simultaneously encouraged to bottle the, of their emotions and present their emotions in uh, less healthy ways often which leads to violence and then that violence leads to oppression uh, and so using violent euphemisms is supports the patriarchy because men are more violent than women but that's very circular logic because when if we cut out the part where we stop telling boys to be chaotic and start teaching boys to be in touch with who they are and to accept their feelings and to you know all these things that i genuinely believe like uh, the way that society treats young boys versus young girls is fucked up and people just need to be people and do what makes them happy Mm -hmm. and that it's okay to be emotional yeah if we start teaching boys that then the circular logic stops and the violent euphemisms no longer matter. Yeah. So the violent, violent euphemisms isn't the or matter. Not the root. The, yeah. the, violent, the, the, the teaching boys to be chaotic is, is, yeah. is the problem. Yeah, kind of brings me back to being a man, being a good father. Like, there 
seems to be a lack of understanding about how real psychological conditioning is. I've only realized mine this year and realized that I am the accumulation of my entire childhood. What was present and what was not present in my childhood are very present in me today. And the ripple effect of poor parenting or missed opportunities to be a good parent and not preparing your kids for the nature of who they are, the ripple effect of that misstep in our society is phenomenally large. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important one. As, as we were kind of saying about America and Canada and finding kind of our different, separate, better route, I think it's, you know, a lot of it happens in the home. I mean, most of it, if we want society and the world to change, it starts at home. It starts with the parents teaching the kids who will teach their kids. Boom. A couple generations later, we're solid. We're flying. We're on three different planets now. Saturn conquered that in 2080. You know? Navigating parenthood together. must be terrifying. Hmm? Navigating parenthood must be terrifying. I'm excited. I mean, like, I'm not in a rush, but... <laughs> Like, my because, kids are because gonna be that's, smart. That's all true. But conversely, if you start pushing certain things too much, yeah. I think there's also a danger in that. Yeah. Like, like have, the, they have to learn for like, themselves. Like, that, that's just it. A huge part of the modern, like, grade school curriculum is like accepting of people, being accepting of people's gender identities. And I think that is a thing that should just generally be a part of modern society. Mm -hmm. um, however, I don't think that that needs to be like a part of the curriculum. I don't think, I think you, you, I think there's a danger and maybe I'm full of shit here and maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I think there's a danger. And if you start spending too much time on these topics that like, it's okay if you were born a boy and maybe you feel a little bit like a girl to like not identify as a boy, mm -hmm. because I think that could lead to just as many issues as someone who genuinely feels they are a boy and they were born as a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the the opposite is generally just as dangerous where you're like, well, I'm a guy, but sometimes I like to do makeup. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like to play with dolls. Mm -hmm. And I'm still a guy and I still feel like a man. But there's all this stuff on the internet and in my schooling and all that that says that, well, it's okay to like, you know, maybe you're not a guy. And like being a kid and being a teenager especially is confusing enough. Yeah, absolutely. You need to be stacking this, oh, you could be anything. You, you throw that in there. You you, you ought to understand, people got to understand planting a seed is a huge deal. That little, that little sentence you just said might blow up in their heads eight years later and I destroy them. You don't know. And I'm only coming to realize the ripple effect, you know, of words, of, you know, poor relationship like you know miss like choices the, the the not just the ripple effect or oh, it hurt or, or what, what happened but the, the the psychological effect of doing things wrong it, it it's messed up and it's it's hard to navigate this like eight dimensional space behind your head and, and figure it out and yeah you you, you got to teach your kids the right things, but you can't teach it all at once I, I, because they won't know how to process it when they're sick. So it, it's a balancing act. I think I think the key is to teach people acceptance. Yeah, 
right? You can certainly simplify all of these concepts. Like just just like, you know, you know, don't spend how many hours or weeks of the curriculum talking about all these different gender pronouns. Yeah. Just from the beginning teach children to accept other children for who they are. Yeah. And if someone's different than from you, awesome. Awesome. Mhm. Right? There are very simple solutions to all, all of these societal problems, but they're, we're compensating too hard in the liberal direction, you know, due to the... It's all I mean, fucking Donald Trump's fault. <laughs> the world's going to explode and we can blame it on one billionaire <laughs> and his small loan of a million dollars. Oh, that was the singularity that set everything into motion. <laughs> Well, I think I think that was I think that was like that was like there was like that was the beginning of the marathon for sure, but there was like there was practices for the marathon. Like there was a like many people would say the same thing about um Obama. 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 Alabama. 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 Um uh, a lot of people would say the same thing because, like, a lot of people feel have the uh, the opinion that he divided America, and that he pitched white people against black people, which I don't. See. Wait, oh, wait, wait, what? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how they get to that conclusion, but like, you know, maybe people said the same thing about Martin Luther King. I don't know. I don't remember. It was a while ago. I don't remember what he said. Good old Alabama. Oh, just a kid when he was around. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, doubling back to like working for the federal government and there's this expectation that um, you you present yourself in a way that's amenable to the Canadian government. Um, one, the thing about my career path and career choice currently could always easily change is it is in ecology and conservation mm-hmm. and that is inherently a very leftist world yeah um and while i it's definitely for me it's more science oriented and that's the lens that i view the world in which i i can talk about in a minute um in in these like if i decide i don't want to go back into um uh, into the federal government i want to get into the private sector and I, maybe i want to work for a non-governmental organization an ngo or maybe i want to work for um, a consulting firm or something you tend to have maybe not so much in consulting firms but you tend to have a lot more of this regressive left within it you know mm-hmm. and it's just you know i I mean, the dream would be able to make money off of entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. Podcasting, YouTube, maybe do stand-up someday. Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I'm not good enough at jiu-jitsu for that. Yet. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever be good enough. I just, mm. I don't know. It's more of a... I don't have that killer it's spirit. It's more of a maintenance thing for you. Yeah, I, it's, it's fun. Respect. It's fun. Um, God, I haven't been working out enough. But I do I do go to jiu-jitsu two or t- three times a week. So that's Beautiful. close enough. I've also been moving and stuff, so like, 
basically the only time I have to work out is if I get up early enough before work. Mm-hmm. Because if I go to jujitsu, it's like, well, that's, you know, I'm not going to come home from jujitsu and work out like that. <laughs> I suppose I could, but I'm usually pretty beat. Like sometimes I'm like in my car and my arms are shaking. <laughs> so like, oh. The shakes. Oh, <laughs> the shakes. That's when you know you got a good one. You're like your legs, like my... I didn't go to jujitsu yesterday because I had a bunch of stuff to do after work, but I'd already gone one or Tuesday, Wednesday, so I didn't feel too bad about it. Um, but God, my groin's been bugging me after like we've been doing this warm up where it's like passing guard without grabbing and defending guard without holds, so you can frame, but you can't like you can't like you can't grab and hold, so you have to like use your movement and stuff to get bottom back. or top or both. Both. So the person on the bottom has to hold, defend without arms. Yeah. Oh, and just depending with the legs. It's, it's open guard, yeah. Okay. So, so there's someone standing trying to get past your legs. and mm. Man, that's I don't know what it is about that, but there's, it's a fucking groin workout. I'll tell yeah. you what. Like, I was just, I'm that's like, right. The pivot point would be between your back and your legs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so like I'm getting my you're getting their, your legs up on their hips, and you're like switching yeah. side. So like, yeah, like the past like 36 hours, I've been doing like splits every hour just to stretch it out. Just like, uh, well, not splits because I can't even get close to that. But like, you know leaning on the bed or the couch and trying to get those legs apart to open that shit up. Ooh, it's tight. Yeah, I don't stretch enough, but it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I'm actually going to jiu-jitsu at, uh, after this podcast. That's what I got coming. Oh, that's what you got doing? Yeah, buddy. We don't, we don't, we do nogi, so we don't do any rankings, but if I had to rank myself, I'd definitely be the um, uh, lowest white belt in the room. White belt, no stripes? White belt, no stripes. That's your boy. It's hard. White belt for... I'm only two stripes. I'm always priority because, like, a it's the one I'm the furthest behind in, and I'm not really feeling like learning a whole new art before I start fighting. So it'll be a slow evolution. I have a good wrestling base, which will help me with the grappling. Um, I'm a position over submission kind of person when it comes to mixed martial arts. So my wrestling will help me cement higher positions. I have a fundamental understanding of some basic jiu-jitsu. Flow that into my wrestling and just kind of keep keep the fight standing. And I'll be smashing. Smashing. Do you ever think about taking wrestling classes? We do wrestling on Mondays. Wrestling on Mondays? Jiu-Jitsu on Fridays. And striking on Saturdays. So it's a good blend of both. Which is actually a lot more grappling overall than I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So, which is a weak point of my game. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, it's a good setup I got right I now. Have, I have a feeling, and correct me if I'm wrong, I have a feeling like grappling will gas you out a lot faster. Oh, totes. Um, <laughs> when I used to wrestle in high school, they would do, th- you do two rounds, and each round will be three minutes. So it's a six minutes Oh, that match. sounds that sounds so nice. We do we do five minute rounds yeah. at it, the end. <laughs> if, if you pin the guy within the six minutes, and the match yeah. is just over, right? But if it goes the distance, and whoever had the most points at the end of six minutes wins, right? So... Six minute match will go by, and by the half, by, by the four and a half minute mark, I am running at zero, and I'm just running off of main character anime energy at that point because <laughs> I have nothing. Um, but when it comes to striking, I could do five five minute rounds, pace myself, float on my feet, and if I'm getting tired, I just move back and I jab, jab, mm. jab. You know, it's a lot easier to pace yourself, kind of moving your own body. And popping your arms out, then pushing, pulling, and and wrestling another human. Like the the difference in in output is 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 phenomenally exponential, and they're all combat sports. So yeah, in general, I'm gonna be a striker because I love cardio. Actually, no, I hate cardio, and I don't want to have to be wrestling people 
that much and getting tired. The scariest part in martial arts is not about losing. It's getting so exhausted that you cannot defend yourself. (laughs) When you cannot defend yourself, there is nothing scarier because you know know that you're going to lose and you know you just are waiting. And ugh, I never want to be in that position. Maybe I should just knock people out in the first round. Yeah, yeah, that's, why that's, yeah, why don't you just yeah, do that? Just, yeah, Come on, man. That's, that's the easiest so, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, thinking, I'm overthinking Why are you overthinking? Come I'm on. Overthinking what this. is this? Just knock them out. You don't need to graveling. Come on. Graveling. 30 seconds in. You know, one, two. Easy. Yeah. Um, martial arts are fun. I did oh, a crazy just... physical challenge the other yeah. day. What'd Actually, I think this was on Wednesday night. So, you know, in the past, I've dipped into cold showers, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I still take them once or twice a week. It's not a consistent thing, but at least a couple times a week, I'll have a moment where it's like, let's get the energy up, right? So, I'll take a cold shower. I've never once done an ice bath or a polar bear swim. Mm-hmm. I tried to do a polar bear swim a couple years ago, but as soon as I got in the water, I ran out. It just I couldn't do it. Right? It's pretty just, miserable. It is. But... On, yeah, this week I was like, I really wanted to test myself because I missed mixed martial arts on Monday. And when I come home from work, it's already dark out. So I can't go outside and hit the bag because there's just no light. Um, So I was going a little antsy. Like I need to be moving. I'm just Mm -hmm. getting the shakes, right? So you've conditioned your body to have a lot of energy. Yeah, I do. I have this surplus of energy now. My reserves are bigger than they've ever been. That's another segue. Um, I went to to the the gas station, picked up five bags of ice. Threw him in the bath, turned the water onto cold, and tried to take an ice bath. And I was like, I've never taken an ice bath before. Nothing close. I've taken a couple cold showers, but not even. That does not hold anything against yeah. an ice bath. And I was just like, I just wanted to know if I could like mind over matter it, you know? Yeah. Just like Wim Hof it. Yeah. I, it was it was it was Wim Hof inspired. Yeah. I had been hearing one of his videos the other day. So um yeah. Put my feet in the bath. And you're like, this pain shoots up my knees through my body and I just hits my chest and I just start shaking and I'm losing my breath already. Got to breathe through it. Got to breathe. Yep. And I caught that breath. I didn't wait more than 10 seconds because I didn't want to wait until my feet get numb. That's cheating. No. The 10 seconds is like, okay. Started sitting down and I thought the balls were going to be the worst part. (laughs) But, you know, I sat down and my sphincter went... Got the water in it, and it slowly comes up the front, starts touching the bottom of the little basket, and I'm just like, whoa! But then, oh, the balls weren't so bad. The armpits But then it starts coming up the belly button, running up the chest, hits the nips. Oh, and then the armpits. Yep. Yeah, it's right around the armpit upper back that I was just... I started hyperventilating, and... I closed my eyes and I was trying to reach kind of a meditative state because there's no room for emotion. There's <laughs> no room for emotion. And there, it was just this burning physicality and this burning mental state. And then all of a sudden he just hit this glass. It was and there's no more pain. Just euphoria. No more pain. No, no, not euphoria. Definitely not euphoria. <laughs> no, I felt euphoria before. This was not Do it. Do you feel euphoria when you got out? Yes. Yeah, that's a yeah. big one. But it was a moment of just absolute nothingness because I had you had to reach that you know that subconscious you know meditative level right, um, and then I opened my eyes and it was just like, oh. yeah, acclimated. 
I, I didn't think I, would, I, I, yeah, I, I was wondering kind of going through like, I don't think I'm going to do this. I can't do this. I can't do this, but boom. So when I do my cold dips, I don't do them very often, but when I do do them, I have to wear neoprene socks on my feet, which is what wetsuits are made out of. Yeah. Um, because my feet, the second, like my feet get paint, like they don't go numb. They never go numb. They just get insanely like pain, just searing pain that will not go away. Um, but other than that, like, you know, it's not, it's not the feet that I'm trying to condition It's the rest of my body. So I don't feel that worried about it. My feet took um, the longest to warm up. Is that because they're the furthest from the, the heart? Uh, yeah, they're furthest away from your core. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, there's just not as many blood vessels and stuff down there. Yeah, there's not, not there's not a lot of big yeah. muscles down there. Oh, okay. Yeah. My um, feet took the longest, like they took about an hour to warm up. The rest of my body was like 15 minutes tops, five to 10 minutes. So last December, the first week of December, I did a cold dip in the ocean, which is basically polar bear plunge with my friend. We went in twice, full head dip. Um, uh, Where was this? Powell River. Ah, nice. Um, and last October, like mid late October, I did a dip in cold in Gold River, which is cold. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, but cold. And I went in three times. Um, <laughs> I didn't do a do. I didn't do a full head dip. Insanity. Um, but I go up to my neck because I was camping at the time, and if I get my hair wet, my hair won't dry. Mm. Um. Uh. And there's something about getting out of a cold dip that you're just like. Oh yeah! Yeah, Like like the energy is like you're like eleven. Yeah, you're just like running, and then suddenly you start feeling warm because like the temperature differential between your skin and the air is like so different. You feel warm. Yep, and it's just like because the air is now warming you up, and you're Mm like, and then there's the internal like your body is compensating for being cold, so it's just naturally warming up. You're like a walking espresso. I just. I have the only word I ever used to describe it is that I feel like espresso when I come out of a <laughs> cold a bath one. or a cold yeah. shower. Just like I don't need coffee. Yeah. I am coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it just bumps up that metabolism. It's a, it's quite an experience. Um, I think it goes back to that idea of like putting yourself through extremes mm-hmm. to really like really experience what it means to be human or even alive. Mm-hmm. You know, be uncomfortable, like, push out of your comfort zone. Like, I know a lot of people who live comfortably and, like, are just kind of like miserable. Like, their bodies are kind of falling mm-hmm. apart. And, like, they look at me doing, like, this, like, doing cold dips in the middle of December. They're like, why? That sounds miserable. Why would you ever do that? I'm like, because I feel so good at Like, I bet I feel better after a cold dip than you have in a long time. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. Well, uh... I don't know what it is about us, you know, as men. And I mean that as the race, not as the gender. (laughs) Um, Something about conquering. And it's in all of us. We got, you know, we got the the white wolf and the dark wolf, right? And I think, I would like to think, you know, people like me and you going out and challenging ourselves is us channeling that dark wolf. In a really productive manner. And cha- I think challenging mm-hmm. the dark wolf. Challenging, yeah. Because you want to challenge your ego. You want to challenge your pride. You want to know what your worth is. You want to test your mettle, right? And you could go out and chop people up with a sword and, 
you know, go get shot by the police, you know, cool. That was great little sideshow. Great. Or you could, you know, go climb a mountain. Yeah. You know, channel that warrior into something healthy. Go practice mixed martial arts. I don't think, I don't, have we talked about, I don't think we've done a podcast for about five months. We the last one we the last one we did was the heron fight the heron one. fight yeah. that was in may april may or early June. yeah yeah somewhere around there um so we haven't talked since we did the golden ears hike at least not on a podcast oh buddy which i'm i'm a little i'm a little conflicted about the whole golden ears thing because well, well, me, what do you mean conflicted so, so like okay so for me it's like it's a huge thing it's something i've wanted to do for years and i finally i finally built up the strength and the stamina to achieve this golden ears hike and it was an intense it was a tense thing but like a lot of people do it but not a lot of people do it in one day mm-hmm. like a lot of people they'll go they'll set up at the alder flats and they'll do like two nights so they'll spend a day and they only do the hike from alder flats to the peak and back which as a day hike honestly compared to what easy peasy <laughs> well j- just reinforcing your the positivity <laughs> me and you elevated nearly 1700 meters if you're around that that's two kilometers two kilometers <laughs> up right the distance covered total was 23 kilometers round all right i don't give a shit that there were other people coming up and down that day <laughs> well we're the one percent there's not a right? lot of people doing it all in one day no like we we're still at the top of a huge graphic, and I'm so proud of myself, and I'm proud of you. That it we was got a great day. It, like, it, it was, was sick. But yeah. So and ne- at neither point did either of us get shitty. No, we were we. Can't, well, I don't think either of us are shitty people. No, nah, no, nah, we're not shitty people, man. I don't oh, know if I could have. I don't know if I could have done it with anybody else. I couldn't if I was with an emotional person. I would have kicked them in the knee <laughs> and left them and left them at the, when, when it was starting to get dark yeah. right at that river point, yeah. right at the, lab, the drinking water point. Yeah. That's where I would have done it. I would have been like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Let's just do it and get <laughs> it over with. I was starting to get hangry, but I'm, I know I can look into my hanger and say, this is you. Don't be an asshole. That's when I was you're like, with a friend. shit. We still not, like... I, don't, I don't get angry with people. When yeah. I'm when I'm grumpy, I, I internalize it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good at internalizing. Sometimes too good, but <laughs> you know that that's you know that's just the duality. But yeah, I couldn't have done it with anybody else. I can't think of anybody in my network that I mean, number one, very few people that would have been up for such a challenge like that. And number two, are they level headed enough to like get up and down without being an asshole? <laughs> There's only one man that could do it. And his name's Liam Kreider. Oh, He's got this few, beautiful hair. There's a few few men out there. I mean, you did it. <laughs> of course, I did. It was did it was it. It, when it started getting dark. So the whole thing took us 15 hours, and we were on the trail. Yeah. 8:30, 8:15. We, yeah, about 8:30, we were starting at uh yeah the trailhead. Um, and we powered through the first 6k in about two hours, and then the second 6k took us like five hours (laughs) yeah because it was straight up yep i remember planning it out in my head i'm like okay evans peak was about 900 meter elevation all right and this one's about 1700 kilometer uh, meter elevation right so it's twice as high but it's twice as long so if i just pace it out in my head like it's going to be like evans peak Mm -hmm. but just twice as long that's fine but no you walk flat 
for about half the distance. And then you basically climb up straight up at 90 <laughs> degrees for the rest of the distance. Yeah, that hour and, and a half. You all at once. That uh, The thing that like your brain, or at least my brain, removes is the fact that we were walking up that drive, dried creek bed for like an hour and a half. Do you remember like how miserable that, that one was? part? Yeah, that part. We were early enough in the day that I could, I had the mental capacity to block out that part. But that was the driest part of the of That's, hike for sure. I hate hiking up creek beds and like for and service roads and stuff. Those big and rocks, it, they suck. It sucks. There's nothing pleasant. It doesn't look. It's just. It's. It's not good. And there's this like it's this. I have this idea that like what happens, what my brain does when it comes to like really intense hikes is the same thing that women's brains do when they have babies. (laughs) (laughs) Make the statement. Okay. So women's brains, when they have babies are programmed to forget the pain Mm -hmm. and only remember like, it's all good things, right? I want to do that again. I want to have another baby. Mm -hmm. I want to climb that mountain again, even though I know I am well aware there were some really shitty moments mm. and like some like shit. We are on top of this mountain. It's five o'clock. <laughs> Shitting my pillow. It was about, it was about it was, yeah, it was 4 30, 30. five o'clock. Yeah. We, were, yeah, we were up there. It took Dude. us, it took us eight hours to get up here. And it's going to take us six hours to get back. Down. You know, that didn't trigger enough. And looking back on it, <laughs> there were not enough alarms going off in my head considering Dude, the when you're up there, when situation. you're up there, it, oh, mm. I mean, what am I gonna be worried about? I'm on top of the fucking world right now. Right. But like in a minute, I'm gonna be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> what is the? Vi- I always watch the video. I don't always watch it, but the video of me sledding down the snow, <laughs> or this one video you caught. I don't know. You just turned on the camera, and right after you turn on the camera, about a half second later, I fall oh, on my slip, ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's a good one, man. Yeah. What was the um? What was your? Take out the t- the summit. What was your favorite visual from the from the hike? Um, I really liked the the shelter spot, but that's basically the summit. So that no, that no, that's fine. No, that's the peak. Save for the peak. Sorry. Yeah. The shelter in the snow. The snow. Yeah. The glacier. Um, that was really cool. Um, when we first start getting into the alpine area. Like when you first like when we're like is that where you can start seeing Pit Lake? Yeah, or a little bit before that. A little bit before that, like yeah. when you start climbing up those rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. rope. Yeah, we talked about. Oh, what did, we had a we had a really I haven't I have pro moment. I haven't yeah I haven't recorded. We're just, <laughs> what are you talking about? We're talking about this this realization that as you get older, your pubes probably go gray. <laughs> Gray, gray pubes. Gray pubes. We were talking to a stranger about gray pubes. No, we weren't talking to oh, a stranger about. No, a, a stranger was talking to us about the the name, what the gnarled trees are called. Oh, gnarled trees. Yeah, like that's, the, a, that's the, a bit different than gray pubes. Yeah, yeah. but the gray pubes is pretty funny. Because uh, you had to be there. It's well, there, there's there's a whole conversation built into it that makes it makes it pretty. But like Bonus we were track for this podcast. we were we like I was so like when we had that discussion I was so just high on just endorphins and powering up this because we were flying. Like in retrospect, maybe we were going a little bit too hard and like maybe it it burned our. But like I don't know. Holy shit! Like we were flying up the side of that mountain. Mm-hmm. And we were making incredible time. Like, I think we'd been hiking for three and a half hours at that point. 
maybe four and a half. Three hour mark is about Alder Flats. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah? So we were, we were probably so two hour mark. We were probably about five five hours at that point. Mm-hmm. Alder Alder Flats was about between two. Yeah, Alder Flats was two because I remember when we were filling up water, we had been hiking for two. Yep. And I, I remember was, two hours was the point where it got dark right at Alder Flats. Two hours from Alder to the 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 car. Yeah, usually the glorious car. It was there. My mom was there, ready to pick oh. us up, and I was like, "Yes, we don't have to do any more." Yeah, context. Yeah. We started the hike at 8.30 a.m. Okay, we're in the middle of the summer, the, the long days. Get to the top of the mountain at 4.30. Right? So, we, so it's six, no, I'm, I'm that's gonna, eight hours at that point. Yeah, yeah, it's eight hours eight up hours and six up. hours back down. Yeah. A little bit more because it was 15 hours in total. But just to back up a little bit, this was at Golden Ears Park where you have to reserve a parking spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we didn't, like the reservations only open up the day before and they're like sold out instantly. We didn't get a spot. So your dad drove us in and my mom was going to pick us up. Yeah. 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 Trying to communicate with people when you're in the middle of golden years park with no cell phone reception. And you got this, like, thank God you have the satellite communicator thing. But here's the fucked up thing about the satellite communicator. I couldn't, I couldn't contact my mom because my brother also has a satellite communicator and he doesn't have a cell phone because he lives out of cell phone reception. So he doesn't have a phone plan. He doesn't have a cell phone number. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so he uses, he uses internet because he does have internet, but he doesn't have a cell phone. Interesting. So when he set up his Zolio, the, it's like it's, the app is similar to WhatsApp where you um, put your phone number in. He used my mom's phone number. So now my mom's phone number is connected to my brother and his girlfriend's Zolio app. So... Uh, the Zolio messages default to the Zolio app number, yeah. not to the phone number. Oh, so yeah. I was sending messages to who I thought was my mom, and then I later found out it was my brother's girlfriend I was talking to. And she didn't realize that it was me texting her because it was a weird Zolio number coming through. So once I figured that out, I had to start asking her to message my mom and tell her this because I hadn't told my mom which parking lot we would be at. And, my, and like, there's no reception at the parking lot either, so my mom drove in and then didn't know if she was and it was this whole thing but in the end we got to the parking lot it was 10 o'clock or 10 30 10 45 yeah and the gates closed at 11 10 45 your mom guessing the parking lot guessing the parking lot through messages from your brother <laughs> from the girlfriend between a satellite communication <laughs> from you how the hell does she get there it was, it, it was just beautiful. an act of God. And it was just like, man, if she didn't show up, me and you would have had to spend the night in Golden Ears Park with no gear. <laughs> we would have had to, A, walk to a campsite. It was warm enough. Like, I could have just laid I could have just laid down. Probably could have, right but there. like, we'd ha- I, I would have been uncomfortable. I would have had to go to like, hey guys, can I sleep near your tents where, you know, we don't have any gear. It would just been, it would have been weird. And we would be tired. It would be 11 o'clock. We'd have to wake people up. Actually, there's probably enough people partying. In some of the campgrounds, but yeah, man, I'm just I'm just happy that there was someone there to pick us up because that was a hell of a thing, hell of a hike. It was it was intense. Burn a few calories. Burn. I never did a weigh in before and after. That would have been cool. That well, no, the cool. next day, the next day, I weighed myself. I'm like, I lost four fucking pounds yesterday. Dope. Dope. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> man, like twenty. It's a marathon. Me and you hiked. Oh, a marathon. And there's also the fact that, like, I think I drank six liters of water and you drank eight liters of water. No, man. I, I went, I no, was No, I went eight six. and you went 12. Yeah, it was about, yeah, eight, eight and I was about 11, 12. Like, yeah. crazy. What, a liter's <laughs> a kilogram, right? 
Yeah. yeah. 12 kilograms of water. Went, went through our bodies. <laughs> That's like 26 pounds for me. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Did I sweat 26 pounds of water? Yeah, because you drank that much. What the frick? And it was crazy too because the whole time we were drinking water and I didn't, we didn't pee that often. I don't I think remember peeing. We peed a little, like, we peed a little bit. There's definitely a couple pictures of us peeing, but like, which is a good sign. It means we're drinking enough water. But like, damn, dude. I was definitely, my body was definitely in a little bit of a shock after, like, in a little bit in shock afterwards. Like, I just felt kind of shitty after. Oh, yeah. Because no. the last, the oh, last, the last, like, three hours, I was, like, running on adrenaline. Uh, yeah, was it, was, like, it was just adrenaline. Gotta get out. Gotta get out. All, literally, what I was running through my head was, like, be a man. <laughs> you can do this. Be a man. Like, because here's the, the you can't the, stop now. Like, what are you going to do? So yeah. I kept, I, I just, I had, I, aside from that, it was just running mantra. And positive reinforcement through my head. And if it wasn't that, it was just silence and a mug. A mean mug on my face. You also, as shit. you also didn't have the best gear. You had like a, like a shitty backpack and stuff. Oh, man, regrets. I, I had this poor backpack and I didn't realize a, a bad backpack with a lot of weight in it is going to kill your shoulders and your trapezius muscles. Yeah, if you and don't, secondly, if you don't the have rock, the hmm? hip straps, if you don't... Oh, the you, hip straps. But like, we, we figured out a you little like, something cheat out with, with my, with my your coat jacket. running it through the, 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 the backpack. But right. man, it, it, I don't want to... It would have been more painful. I, I probably could have meddled through because I also, didn't think you I had also had you also had the damn. the camera clipped to your backpack. Oh, the camera so you was had, annoying, but you it was had, so worth it. You had weight hanging like a good foot away from your back, and you don't want weight that far away from oh, your back. I never really like, thought about that. It it pulls everything back. You want everything as close Centered, to your yeah. trunk as you can. Trunk, trunks. Yeah, it was uh, future trunks. It was uh, it was one hell of a hike. It was definitely. Probably one of the most the, the fucked up thing was the week after that I went and did that um uh backcountry mountain biking thing. You're truly a wild man. <laughs> Which like was straight same. Up. It was the same. It was twelve hours. Uh, we got off at twelve thirty. <laughs> we got off the mountain at midnight, um, and we got float planed into the into the backcountry with our mountain bikes, and then. Um, so cool, man. I spent a lot of time in the backcountry, and my brother spends a fair amount, and my dad just not so much anymore. And I'm like, it took us six hours to get to the halfway point, and that's the amount of time they estimated it would take us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, guys, look, there's a way out here that we can follow this route, and we'll get out. And the sun was setting at this point. We can get out and it's downhill the whole way and we'll be out before it gets dark or at least not too long after it gets dark. They're like, no, the place it's right there. It's only another hour and a half. And then we get to ride this ridge and it's going to be beautiful. And it was beautiful. We're like, we got, I'm like, all right, all right. I mean, I'm like, we can do it, but, uh, it's going to be dark long before. And it was a bit of a piss off because the float plane left an hour later than it was supposed to, which is like when we got there, we got there. 20 minutes before our our takeoff time mm-hmm. um you were sitting for like an hour and 20 well well we got there 20 minutes before our takeoff time and they were loading up the crew before us mm. so i don't know what happened i don't know if there was late i don't know if there's technical difficult i don't know what it was mechanical difficulties i don't know what it was but the fact is they were taking people into the back country an hour later than they should have been mm. which is not good that's dangerous it's dangerous it's, it's bad um so 
when that happened, like we ended up being, uh, we, there was this one part once, once we started the final descent, which is like six kilometers of downhill, um, we were riding through this really nice trail through Alpine Meadows and it was dark and we didn't get to appreciate it. And it was such mm. a bummer. Is that one of your favorite? Like you, you, you love the Alpine. You've uh, expressed this many times. Alpine Meadows. It's just thing. like, uh, uh. Mm. have you spent any time in Alpine Meadows? No, but next year. Yeah, next year. You next gotta, year. We're going to get up to some me. shit next year. I oh, got yeah. I got a four-day work week now, so I'll always have long weekends. And if there's ever a holiday on a Monday, it'll always be a four-day weekend. And we're going to do some shit. We're going to do some gonna shit. We're going to do some shit in some what, places. What, what, how easy is it, to, is it to take time off? Uh, you know what? It's it's a, it's a... I've only been working at this uh, this company for just over a month now. So, so you haven't really I talked haven't, about I haven't it? considered time off yet. Um, so that's something I have to find out for myself, but I reckon I'll have kind of the standard two weeks a year thing, um, and build around that. And alongside having a four day work weeks, I can do a lot of mini vacations and I'd love to click with you in the caribou. Um, I've also never seen the Kootenays. Oh yeah. And I don't go to the island very often. Um, Esperanza. Esperanza. That's something I'd, I'd love to go back myself and I'd love to show you. Um, and for those who have never heard of Esperanza, it's a small island town um on the west coast of vancouver island so it's right in a small inlet you're about a five minute boat ride from the open sea uh it's got some protection from the from the actual ocean because of the you know the inlet is in but yeah there's about a hundred people there tops it and it was uh, a town that was actually founded by my great-grandfather um yeah my my, my great-grandfather built a hospital in this side of a mountain because there was a lot of native people living in the area, but they had no hospital. So when they would get sick or injured, they were just, you know, floating in dead water and there, there's not a whole lot they could do about the sick and injured. So, you know, back in the, the early, early 1900s, my, or sorry, mid, mid 1900s, my grandfather, great grandfather goes and builds this, uh, yeah, this hospital and started a small community in a small town. And, um, it's still there today. It's, uh, yeah, right in the middle of kind of nowhere, between Tassus and Zabulus, I think. Yeah, got um, Tassus right there. So that's where. Yeah, if it, we're looking at a screen, we got Google Maps open. So basically, yeah, there's, a, boat there's from a, there. a ferry that gets you to Esperanza. Yeah. Oh, they they probably say ferry on there, but it's it's gonna be a motorboat. <laughs> it's gonna be um, a motorboat. So this 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 um this uh. This road here, uh, you can't really see it as the road that my friend and I, well, it's not even on here. Oh, you were right there, eh? Yeah, we went up. Uh, oh, damn. It comes down along Wasp Lake. Oh, no, it cuts along here, and then it goes around Vernon. That's where we went. Oh, Vernon cool. Lake. Oh, yeah, and then you follow down through this canyon. It's sick. Dude, there's so much Vancouver Island to see. Yeah. There's so much. That's something I got to do more of. I mean, I see the some of the interior, but it kind of gets flat and... Not super, I would say the intensity of the island is, is well, something to marvel at. Yeah. Well, so is um, the Kootenays, man. It's, man can, you, can you show me like kind of the location of the Kootenays? Cause, uh, the Kootenays are, let me see. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. So let me just, uh, Revelstoke, there we go. Um, but the Kootenays are down here. 
my screen is really bright. So there's Nelson. So that's like the center of the Kootenays. So this is all, this is all like West Kootenays. And then as you get into the East Kootenays, you start getting into the, the Rockies. Oh, okay. so the Kootenays okay. are essentially the foothills of the Rockies. Yeah. Foothills, um, cool but word. it's like, it's crazy because the towns, like you're so high up already. Like the towns are sitting already so high above sea level. You're always like a 20 to 30 minute drive away from like the Alpine. Sick. It's it's an amazing place. And that's where my parents are moving to, which is awesome. Is it Nelson? Nelson, yeah. Yeah, nice. Nelson right there. And then there's Vernon and Kelowna. Um, yeah, man. Like if if a holiday lands on a Friday, yeah. do you get the Thursday off? No. Do you get the Monday off? No. Okay. So actually, no, I haven't actually cemented that in with my uh, – I don't know about that, but it doesn't sound like something that – I don't know. i got to ask, I guess. Because holidays are – because, I mean, typically if a, hol- a stat hol- – like – Stat holidays, the only stat holiday that'll land on a weekend is Christmas, Boxing Day, or New Year's, mm-hmm. um, because the other stat holidays are based on Mondays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, the rule is if a stat holiday lands on a weekend, then you get the weekday off. Interesting. So if a stat holiday, like for you, the, what I'm thinking is um, like Easter, where you have the Friday and the Monday off, in theory... I should get the Thursday. You should either get you should. I mean, or the Tuesday. You'll get the Thursday or the Tuesday off. Whoa! That, um, if that is the case, yeah, you should cool. come every year. Me and some buddies do a, um, a back road camping trip. Is it on the island or just just camping? Well, we've done we've done one in Harrison, one on the island, uh, well, one on Harrison, and one in Texada. Yeah, well, um, I got myself a Fort Ranger, Fort fucking Ranger. And I need to do actual truck things because I bought this truck. <laughs> but it's not a four by four. So, all... did you have to say that on air? I did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> check yourself the odd day. Okay, truck boy. It's You're speaking it's, to it, a truck man. It is a truck. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to be a man? Get a four by four. Come on, man. Real you can't wheel be drive. pushing yourself up the week. Is yours a real wheel drive? It's a hard one to say. But it is a rear wheel drive. Okay. <laughs> I try. I butcher it half the time. <laughs> rear wheel. What? I should make sure nobody's texting me because I told people to be here at seven thirty. Oh, James. Uh. Uh. James should be soon, and Devin should be here soon. Here to <laughs> here soon too. Dude, words are overrated, man. Um. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I definitely think next summer that if, if, especially if you can take like a full week off, like take four days off or like somehow like, like if you, yeah, if you can, if like Monday's a holiday and then you get that Monday off and then you can fire, take, you know, take three days off, you know, that, that, that's how I would recommend spending your, your vacation days. Yeah. I'm going to be you, smart about it. Oh, for you, sure. Then you can pull like three or four weeks off. A year? Yeah. If I'm smart about it, I can I can manipulate I, the with with the, my time yeah. off and the way my schedule works, I can pull five weeks off a year. Nice. My, like, nice. <laughs> like, which is ten percent of the I year. I should like. map out my time off. I never you know what I've never done in my entire life? I mean I'm not that old, but I've never mapped out my time off, like leading into a year and planned out a year. I've never planned out a year before. This was the first year that I planned out a year that I've set a plan in motion and stuck to it. And I lost eighty pounds. If you fail the plan, you you plan to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, shit. When you when you put motions in place and actually commit to something, I know it's kind of a segue, but I'm feeling really good right now. 
feeling skinny, <laughs> feeling revitalized. Those big uh, energy reserves. Energy reserves. Oh, well, vitality. I, I was reading a book called Focus. Uh, I forget the name of the artist or the, the author, but he also wrote a book called uh, The Urban Monk. Um, and the book Focus was about bringing your, your time, uh, your energy, and your money into a flow. Right, looking at your relationships, your career, how you're spending personal time, and you know the things you're you're spending money on, and, and bringing them together in a way that, you know, that your health, your money, your working out, your relationships, pulling them together and channeling them in a way that they complement each other, because you have so many different things going on in your life, but what you're doing with your health and your eating. Is going to affect your sleeping and the sleeping is going to affect how you feel at work which is going to affect your money right and it all is connected and understanding how it's connected and how all these different facets complement each other as i've learned to kind of move through that properly or at least in an efficient manner my energy reserves just skyrocketed and i don't know what to do with all you, this you've, you've also lost 80 pounds oh yeah there's certainly so like four, yeah, there's, so there's mm. there's this there's a thing that i've noticed like the more you push your body obviously the more energy reserves you have so yeah. like in the summer when i'm like hiking every fucking week and going backpacking and stuff i cannot sit down for like the idea of spending a whole day sitting and not doing anything it, it's like it stresses me out yeah um and yeah like you you start training your body to burn energy and then your body's like, okay, well, we got to get the energy ready to go for the next day. And if you don't burn that, then what? That turns into anxious energy, and if you suddenly you're all anxious all the time. And like, and you know, there's, you know, you got two thousand calories a day you got to burn, and you're not using it. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> we should be on video right now. <laughs> oh man, we having seizures up in here. <laughs> <laughs> where's the strobe lights <laughs> um yeah man it's uh uh yeah next next year uh i'll fig- figure your time out i mean that that your whole time about making everything line up and connect it's like um uh i feel like for me one of the reasons why i need to just get out and do this truck living on my car thing for a year and like you know, couch surfing and staying at friends place. And I'm going to be working my friend's bison farm likely. Oh um, yeah. That was up in the interior, right? Yeah. It's in, uh, just outside of Kamloops. Nice. Um, I feel like I've just, like everything's just kind of come to a head and I just need to unplug everything. Yep. I just need it. I need to reset and really figure out who I am and what I want. Let a man walk alone and and let him commit no sins. Uh, and I'm hoping to spend way too much money on a laptop so I can keep doing video production on the road and doing podcasts mm-hmm. and maybe do podcasts with some people while I'm out on the road and just, you know, um, do my own thing and see what comes of it, you know, and maybe find a town that I'd be happy to settle in out of the lower mainland. Could you imagine? Oh man. It'd be like, I'd be so away from all my you, friends buddy. and everything, but like, you know, and if people want to, if people like, Hey, I got a week off. Can I tag along? I'll come down to the lower mainland and pick some up and be like, I'm going to go this place right now. You want to come along? Like, and it'll be better for me doing that because then someone's paying for half my gas. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. Cause you are probably one of the freest spirits I know in that sense that you really do live outside of the matrix when it comes to your spirit. And 
You just want to do you. you want to explore. You, you live when 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 you are given freedom. What do you chase? You chase the outdoors. I chase more freedom. Yeah, you, you chase give, more give me freedom. an inch and I take a mile. And if that ain't free, <laughs> if that ain't freedom, I, I don't know what is. And it's it's funny because like you work for the government, which I mean, not to get political, but you could say it's a just it's a very it's very much a the opposite of what you chase. Yeah. So I'm like so freaking excited but to that, see what what comes of your time out there, and like you're gonna. God, I'm gonna, gonna be a different so person. Much yourself, man. <laughs> it's it's just go out and experience and 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 just experience I mean, to and be, absorb it all. To, man. to be to be honest, I'm terrified of what like like God. I'm getting rid of all this. Like I've got a I, I've got a great job with like uh, great benefits and great considerations too. Like the fact that at starting, I get three weeks off a year plus fifteen sick days, mm-hmm. um, plus um, you know two days of like personal leave. That I just take whenever like all these different considerations and every other week is weekend is a three day week. Like all this shit that like genuinely as a, you know, kind of aligns with a lot of what I want out of a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just like, you know, it, there's part of me that's like, am I just like never going to be happy with what I have? Or yeah, is you'll it, find, you'll find exactly. So, you'll find the job you need. But there's like, like, you know, I've separated with, I've, I've separated with Sarah. My contract's coming to an end. You know, I've been saving money for years to just get out and do this thing. Like, just fucking go. I don't, like, it's going to be terrifying. It's going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to be cold. I'm probably going to be lonely. I'm going to do all, but I need to know who I am outside of the context of living in the city with a job, with school, with all these. I just need to get out and just see what, see what happens. And I don't know maybe live in a tree for a bit like you know it's just what the thing is it's like for for the last few years my life has been very much this elaborately painted canvas and it's been very complex but at at the end of the day in the center of that canvas there is a straight road and i can see exactly where it leads yeah buddy. and in the past few months i've just started taking a pressure washer and just washing it all away there's yeah, just, I, I, exactly there there's something that's just like i'm just like i this isn't what i want right now maybe in 10 years this is exactly what i want maybe i'll come back i'll move back into the suburbs i'll have a nice lady i, I don't think that's what it's going to be i don't i don't think so you gotta um, know who you are and where you're going before you mix in who you're bringing yeah you cannot mess up that order yeah. Well, you can mess up that order, but it will come with confidence. It won't. Yeah. As a man. As a man. And with that, you have to get going. It is seven thirty-three. Well, that's that's three minutes fast, so it's seven thirty. So I don't know how long it is to get to your jujitsu class. I'll be fine. Everyone's pretty relaxed. But uh, <laughs> well, considering this is a manly podcast, are we still recording? We are still recording. I'm going to ask you one more question. What's your favorite meat? Favorite meat, meat, like what's cut the, of meat, or what's, like what's, what's, what's like beef, pork, meat? chicken. Well, like, like cut of meat. Give me, get specific. Oh god, like I'm not meat, good with specific. It'd be just a I mean, raw fish. I like good sushi. Really? Did seafood? I, I can't, man. Oh man, I'm a steak good guy. Seafood. Oh, it's steak. See, the thing about steak though, you can you can go to a restaurant, and you can pay way too much money for someone to cook you a steak. You can cook that steak just as well when you get home. I'm taking sushi, and I'm actually going to change the answer to carnitas. Any sort Ooh, of pork in insane. taco, like usually taco pulled pork, pork is really done good. right. Oh, it's so greasy. Well, but like like steak, salt and pepper, 
lots of butter in the pan and a little bit of rosemary for fragrance. Oh, mm. I'll, I'll fire up, you know, roast some potatoes. Steak on an open fire. We're going to go camping. We should go camping in the winter. You want to go winter camping? Fuck yeah. Let's go. We'll figure it out. Go up to Squamish or something. It's going to be fucking cold. I did cold a nice bath, dude. Cold will never hurt me again. Um, you will need a very insulated sleeping pad, or you could just sleep in the car with me. But I'm a very restless sleeper, so. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure uh, it out. Um, steak. I'm definitely a steak guy. And then we can do steaks on a fire. It's hard to do steaks on the fire during the during the winter, though, because it's cold on one side. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, um, I don't play with it so well. Anyway, uh, you should check out. I, I did steaks on a fire for my buddy's um, YouTube channel where we took my Pathfinder out for driving. Uh, and he he has a he has a YouTube channel about cars and food, um, so you should check it out. I'll send it to you. Yeah, please. I had him I had him on the podcast um, just before I had you on the podcast back in uh, back in May or June or whatever mm-hmm. that was. Anyway, um, so that's it for part one. I've got a couple people heading over in a few minutes here. I'm going to fire up part two, but uh, double header tonight. I'm just sitting here and talking all night long. Thank you for joining me, Deontay. It has been a pleasure as always. This one's been really fun. It was, I'm, it was I'm fun. Really excited. I, I think I, I, I think I, I figured out the setup in the new place with this bar table. We're far enough away, and you know we're not. I, I think the audio has sounds pretty good. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining me, everyone else it's a out there. Accept uh, your manliness. Be who you are. Uh, understand that being a man is not a bad thing. Yeah, just and look inwards and, and find your, your true nature. I've got a new way to end this. I, 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 I have a new a new phrase, a new mantra. It's no longer stop wasting those days. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. You're living in a memory. Make it a good one. Good night, everybody. Oh, Thanks for listening. Shit.